You are about to experience Vegas bad boys of podcasting. Fortunately, you are about to hear lots of opinions, but uh, rarely any facts. Impersonations might occur, but uh, good luck trying to figure them out. This program is not intended for kids or the easily offended. Listener discretion is advised. You have been warned. You press play. It's too late to stop. Get ready to podcast. Hey, welcome to another edition of Vegas Bad Boys of Podcasting. DJ Impact, we got Matt Michaels here in Sin City, Steve, and we're happy to be with you. And as always, feel free to throw any of the comments into your chat box. We're live, YouTube live, Twitch, Facebook live. Throw it in. We appreciate it. We'll try to get it in as we see fit. All right. Uh... Let's get into it, fellas. We have some more wrestling that took place this past week. We normally start off with our four-way stop, so we'll do that right now. All right. Sin City, Steve, man, what highlights did you have for this week? Well, first things first, Swerve Strickland and Keith Lee are your new AEW World Tag Team Champions after Swerve penned Ricky Starks in the three-way on Dynamite. Ah, uh, yes. Swerve in Our Glory versus Team Taz versus the Young Bucks, in which the champions did not, they were not involved whatsoever in the uh, the deciding fall. So, uh, yeah, I always call WWE out whenever they do that shit. <laughs> kind of diminished things with uh, with that going down in the, the AEW tag team title match. But nonetheless, congratulations to Swerve. Congratulations to Keith. Both guys definitely deserved um, and now it'll be in, very interesting to see the way that the entire tag team division shakes out in AEW um, in light of what transpired later on during the week. And, you know, um, there are some rumors that are circulating, um, most notably that the Young Bucks may actually be taking some time away. So, Matt Michaels, your prayers have been answered, possibly. Mm-hmm. Um, elsewhere, we now have our ROH world title match signed for Death Before Dishonor. Claudio Castagnoli will challenge Jonathan Gresham for his ROH world title. And uh, yeah, give me all of that. Let those guys have some time on this show. This will be a technical wrestling fan's dream if they let these guys do what they can do and what they are the best at, and that's technical wrestling. Right. Okay. No doubt. Um, Matt Michaels, what highlights did you have? Uh, first, Theory, Brock, Heyman, Otis, Gable, opening Raw. Beautiful. Otis, F5 through the announce table. I mean, come on. Uh, Theory, I say, becomes a face by next year, just in time for MJF to arrive to be the big heel. There you go. There is your matchup. Wow. <laughs> uh, Becky does not get enough credit. Remember how mediocre she was just five or six years ago? Just pretty much the same as Liv Morgan right now. So let's see what can happen with Liv. Um, <laughs> Clown-ass truth. I love that. 
calling him clown ass truth. That was that was a good little segment. Uh, if you watch uh, Austin Theory's bump on uh, Dolph's super kick, that's why Theory is going to be a fucking star. He it's it's fucking awesome. He go. It's not like all the other guys just kind of sell that kick. Blah blah. Theory literally somehow gets his body just perfectly straight as a board and just falls like a fucking tree. Yeah. The guy has got it going on, man. Um, you know, Grimes promo, uh, and and you could, you know, definitely called him an Irish asshole on JD Madonna, but uh, also you could hear him audibly saying and calling him a motherfucker as he was going up the ramp. Uh, pretty deadly, dressed as cowboys. Can't go <laughs> wrong. Uh, Chase, Bodie, and, and Thea in London. Sir Chase is coming. And Pat McAfee is gold. It's not TV 14 yet, but douchebag Baron Corbin. Brilliant stuff. No doubt. Good stuff, man. Um, I just happened to just put down this uh, three that definitely stood out. I, I enjoyed the Lashley and Riddle versus Rollins and Theory match on Raw. Uh, that was great. And, of course, the return of Dolph Ziggler. And we kind of didn't know where he was going to fall uh, in this. So I guess um, he's a face now, huh? You know, We get a chance to like uh, Dolph again. Um, so anyway, that was cool to see. Um, man, the Roxanne Perez and Mandy Rose, um, the ending of that for sure, I um, – I, I wasn't ready. <laughs> I, you know, I, um, I, maybe there was, I'm, I shouldn't probably be shocked. There was probably some things that I probably missed uh, leading up to that, but yeah, being turned on by uh, uh, Cora, uh, Cora Jade um, uh, beating up on Roxanne. I was, man, I was, that was, that was tough right there. Um, I will say this as well, though, in the same show, um, the uh, Giovanni and Apollo Cruz. I actually enjoyed that match, and I'm gonna tell you. I think this is this is Apollo's. This is his role right here. I think this is his role. Um, do exactly I, what he's been doing for ten years, jobbing <laughs> out because he sucks. Yeah, you're right. Thank you. No, I, well, I don't think Apollo sucks, but no. I think this is more in his league of helping guys like Giovanni look really good. And I thought Giovanni looked, and by the way, I love the camera tricks. I love all of that. How you, you know, it's pretty much your phone, right? You know, we, we, we record video and we can, we can shoot a picture right there. I love that. That whole thing is, was, was pretty cool. So, um, anyway, uh, yeah, that's pretty much where I'll, I'll in my, uh, four way stops for the week. I'm gonna jump right over though, into the two suites. So uh, let's do that. Two sweets, Matt Michaels. What you got? Uh, well, uh, I'll I'll go with you and uh, say uh, Mandy versus Roxanne, the match, and Cora Jade's turn. Um, you know, the, I think now, unlike you, I think it was set up fairly, uh, very very simple. Um, Cora Jade's been in the Federation for a year or so. Roxanne's her best buddy. She comes in and she's getting all these opportunities right away. Right. So, of course, you're going to be pissed. And especially because she decided to 
They won the titles the week before, the tag titles. And what does she do? I'm going to cash in my fucking money in the bank or whatever the hell it was called, the contract. Right. It's a good setup. Cora is going to be a little better as a heel. They need a fresher take and a fresher heel. But it proves Roxanne's going to be pure babyface. She is going to have a hell of a hard time being a heel at any point. So that's, uh, I think, a good setup. Uh, Gunther and Ludwig Geyser. Oh, yeah, man. Give me more of that slap action. And and put him in his place, Gunther. Show that guy what it's – you're the ring general. Continue. It's just beautiful. Um, hey, come on. Solo and Von Wagner, beautiful shit. Great fucking – great match. Continuation of it going. Um, you know, Theory, Madcap, the match – Backstage segments with Heyman, Sammy, the Usos coming out. Everything on that was fucking awesome. 100% loved it. No doubt. Thank you much, dear. Sin City Steve. All right. So Wardlow and Orange Cassidy. Yeah, just I'm, I'm just going to say those two names. Okay. Now, obviously, very evocative response usually uh for especially the latter name um a lot of people uh, are still sleeping on the uh, the ability of orange cassidy um likewise wardlow um looked looked very solid uh this match was a banger to kick off dynamite all around mm-hmm. um quite frankly i was unsure how uh, go ahead and shake your head michaels um i was doing those baby kicks fuck that shit that was fucking. That was an embarrassment doing okay, that cool. shit with that guy who could kill you. Come on. All right. Awesome. Um, anyway, I was unsure how they would pull off the babyface versus babyface dynamic, but they definitely exceeded my expectations uh, because I actually go into a wrestling show with an open mind. Um, anyway, uh, elsewhere, Jonathan Gresham on my TV every week is a damn good thing. Uh, have him going over Lee Moriarty this week was definitely the right call. Looking dominant was a definitely a right call. Moriarty is very underrated, but again, you continue to build Jonathan Gresham, and I was unsure of how he would take to being a heel, because I haven't seen Jonathan Gresham ever as a heel. Um, Just by nature of things, a very solid technical wrestler is not traditionally a, a heel, but uh, he he's pulling it off, and I'm, I'm interested to see how he progresses and gets the character better. Um, elsewhere, uh, God, I missed Pat McAfee on SmackDown the week before last. Um, this week's show was definitely proof of that. Uh, the guy cuts an absolutely amazing promo in ring, um, and he's gold on commentary. Um, and yeah, I did like the line, we're not TV 14 yet. Um, so there's that. Um Nonetheless, I think that uh, I think that having McAfee on the show every week uh, is definitely a good call. And I really did like the uh, the kind of twist that they're playing, where they're not going to have Corbin and him interact until the until their match at SummerSlam again. Uh, interact again until their match at SummerSlam, I should say. Um, but yeah, I think that it was it was very very solid stuff. And then obviously Heyman. Um, Obviously, cutting the same promo to both Moss and Theory, um, just changing up a couple of words, but it just adds depth 
and adds layers to that onion. Yeah, uh, absolutely, man. And although I didn't have Pat McAfee all in my two suite, I do have to agree with you. It, it, you could definitely tell the difference when he's on and when he's not on. I mean, the guy is gold. I mean, even when he was uh, uh, bringing out uh, Liv, I mean, I'm like, is he going for an announcer job now? <laughs> I, Why mean, not? I mean, he can do it all. And I think what makes, well, I think what makes him so great is that he comes off as a, as a fan. Um, a fan, a person that loves the product, not like it's their job, but a person who really do enjoy doing what they do. So I thought I'd add to that too. Oh, Brock beating up uh, Otis and Chad Gable putting him through tables, man, that was too sweet. I was like, dude, come on. Uh, I, I that was just something to see. Uh, Impact Wrestling has honor no more versus the Bullet Club. I, I let me tell you. All these guys pretty much are like the size of or X division title holders. So they all doing all of this fast action moves. If you don't know, honor no more consists of uh Ring of Honors. I guess they're not Ring of Honor, they're no more Ring of Honor, but uh Eddie Edwards, Matt Taven, Matt Bennett, and Kenny King, and was going against Bullet Clubs, Good Brothers, Chris Bay, and Ace Austin. So just you can just imagine just hearing those names, how fast-paced. That, the, that it was going, and it was great. End up being honor no more, winning because Maria is going to go ahead and, and kick Luke Gallows in his, um, I don't know what type of balls he's got, but in his balls, okay? I, I, I don't know what type. Enough to hurt him, all right? <laughs> and so they took the win on that. Uh, last two sweeps for me, Madcap versus Theory. That match was awesome. I'm, I'm telling you, I've been a Madcap fan just ever since he come out. Y'all know that. I've been right with this guy. I've seen something there. I know the jokes and everything might have seemed kind of corny, but this guy's right here. Uh, yeah, I think he's definitely going to be someone to keep your eye on going forward. But we got to start off with WTF of the weeks. I'm sure there's got to be something, right? <laughs> All right, so lucky for you, Sin City Steve, I didn't get a chance to watch any uh, AEW, but I plan to do that when we get off. That's actually on my list right here to get into a lot of that. So uh, I'll get you back. Sleep, huh? You got you to gotta get up early, I see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I do have to get up early. But I was a little bit uh, confused. I mean, uh, Brock Lesnar, of course, can't say ass whooping. It gets blocked on this i guess that's about to be tv 14 but it's interesting how massive balls can just that's okay to say i i'm just confused not black that out let's black out ass whooping okay from a guy who does exactly just that okay whatever um now listen let me just say this i i'm not gonna call indy hart hartwell i'm sorry her I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna call that just like a botch, right? I'm just gonna say this. Before she did that move, I looked at her and she didn't seem like she was confident before she went for it. And when she, and when it happened quickly, I, I wasn't. I wasn't too shocked. All I'm gonna say is, you gotta know before. You gotta be confident before you make moves like that because if not, you're going. You're gonna hurt yourself. And and, and she doesn't have many mess up so it's not like she she got a, a, a history of this but you could tell before she did it she wasn't ready so don't do that what the fuck if you feel you ain't for it figure out a different move you gotta do 
to, to, to end that match. Last one on Impact Wrestling. So <laughs> Rosemary Taya Valkyrie went looking for Havoc, which is in some third dimension. You know this whole story. Rosemary is always lost somewhere, you know, and whatever. So they go in this, this third dimension. They, they, they eventually find Havoc because she's been missing for some time, although she didn't respond to her name. She responded to Jessica. What? Well, it is her name. <laughs> yeah. You know, so I guess they're going to explain more, but they just left that there. And that was the end of that. So I'm like, okay, what the fuck with that? They went through this entire video promotion of finding her and they found her, but she doesn't believe that's her. What the fuck? Let's go over to you. Sin City. Steve, what did you have for this week? Can someone explain to me exactly what the relationship is between Ruby Soho and Eddie Kingston in AEW canon, please? <laughs> Genuinely. I, it, it, it's definitely unclear is definitely one way to describe it. Um, but from the tone of Jericho's promo and the way that the characters have been interacting with one another, there's definitely something there. But again, I just wish that they would have established what it is or was to make us give a shit before you go and injure Ruby and have Eddie get all pissed about it. Doesn't quite make sense. <laughs> hey, I, I, I got you, Michaels. I, I, would, I would be a hypocrite if I didn't call AEW out on their plot holes, just as I do with WWE. And uh, speaking of, well, it is a developmental brand. But I think now we know... Now we know why Cora Jade hasn't been doing a whole lot of skateboarding on NXT TV. It's because her skateboard was actually broken. And I'm not just saying that she broke it over the back of Roxanne Perez. No, it was broken before it made any contact. <laughs> Come on, guys. I know it's a developmental brand. Nonetheless. Oof. <laughs> um, elsewhere, uh, we saw Lash Legend with a... Uh, with a promo where she was dribbling a basketball and talking about all that kind of stuff. They've made mention of this kind of shit in the past with her, you know, her basketball past. And then she goes out and she has probably one of the worst matches I've seen on TV this year with Indy Hartwell. Can we just have Lash Legend, like, take on members of the roster, either women or, fuck it, men too in one-on-one -on -one basketball games? Why not play to that strength? But no, they choose to shoehorn her, shoehorn her into something that she's not great at on national TV. Yeah, well, look like they're trying to they're trying to get her there, man. But I don't, I don't know. I don't know what it's going to take. Um, Matt Michaels, what did he got? I agree. Lash is garbage. I've said that from the beginning. I think she's awful. Like, seriously, she's 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 awful. Um, Liv Morgan needs to do more cardio. Listen to her during her fucking after match interview. It's the worst I've ever heard a wrestler. <sighs> so there's a champ. Uh, Theory being interviewed with the mic backstage. Hammond comes in and Megan leaves. And she leaves with the mic, yet we can hear Hammond and Theory. So why do interviews need mics? New Day is Viking Raiders, Kofi, horrible oh, accent. And are the Viking Raiders two of the worst talkers ever? 
Because how the hell could you be these monsters and yet be so soft-spoken and low energy? It was awful. Uh, yeah. Agree with Steve. Uh, we we learned uh, pre-cut skateboards do break even when they're not supposed to. Uh, Steve, how does Orange Cassidy have so much back knee, but he doesn't look anything near like Wardlow? That was, <laughs> that, was an, that was a head scratcher, the close-up of his back knee. Um, oh, and by the way, if you're going to have a chainsaw, at the very least, start the fucking thing up. That was fucking stupid. Um, then, uh, let's see. Do, 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 do. Uh, is Tony Storm bad on the mic? Because she got to talk as much in that segment as the sandbag did. So, go figure. It uh, looked like Kira was, uh, Kira was wearing a Benoit necklace. That's what it looked like by a quick glance. So, you know. I know it wasn't, but that was that was amusing to me. Okay, so instead of having the ROH Championship match that you kind of built up, put on the pay-per-view, you had it at Rampage for no fucking reason, uh, they're charging $39.99 for that fucking pay-per-view, by the way. A wow. shit pay-per-view that they just put together, uh, which at that time had three matches, I think has five now. Samoa Joe and the Briscoes, you haven't seen on TV leading up to the pay-per-view. Uh, so it, it just makes me mad. Um, <laughs> listen, I like Swerve and, and Lee a lot, but Starks and Hobbs are your fucking guys, and you put the belts on WWE guys again. So mm. that, again, makes no fucking sense to me. Let your guys who have been there for over a year fucking grow and make them champs. Put a little polish on them. But, you know, what the fuck? Yeah. You know, it's called uh learning stages, baby steps, you know, even though it's this is this will be year three, right? Year four. Uh, so in his baby... mind, they've probably been around for ten years. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Let's uh let's see what are we going to be looking out for. <laughs> All right, let's start with you, Sid City. What you looking out for, man? So, in his vignette this week, Miro asked whether he should destroy the House of Black or join them. Interesting. We also <laughs> saw we also saw how Sting and Darby continued their feud with the House of Black. Okay, are we going to get Sting, Darby, and Miro versus the House of Black, or are we going to get Miro joining to beat down Sting and hopefully retire Sting once and for all? I think you can tell that I'm hoping for the latter, but as long as Mira's on TV, it is a good thing. Um, elsewhere, yeah, fucking, I really, really, I'm looking out for it as a cautionary tale because I can tell what they're going to do with the whole theory cash-in at SummerSlam, and so help me God, if Theory walks out of SummerSlam as your champion, the only way that it had better happen is if Paul Heyman is at his side. Bottom line. Mm, I agree. Mm, okay. I like that. Um, all right. Let me jump in here. Then uh, we'll let uh, Mr. Michaels go. I just had a couple. I'm looking forward to uh, for next week on – 
Impact Wrestling, there's going to be a number one contenders match for uh, Josh Alexander's title, which he's going to be fighting for at Emergence in the two weeks. And it's going to be against the Machine Guns or Motor City Machine Guns or Alex Shelley versus Chris Avin. <laughs> it's in, you know, I actually like, I actually want to see that. I mean, we've solved them have matches before, but this is going to be, uh, I think this is going to be a great match. No matter what, Josh should still come out on top the winner. But I even think even that's going to be a good match, even if it's Alex and, and um, Josh or if it's Chris and Josh. Either way, it's going to be uh, uh, a good match. So I'm looking out to see how that comes out. So don't you mean Matt and Nick Jackson versus Josh Alexander? <laughs> no. Um. <laughs> Man, I am looking forward to um, meeting Maxine Dupree. Yes, yes, yes. Next week. And the entire new Beachline collection. Let me tell you, fellas, I am so excited about this team being put together. I'm loving everything about it. I, I didn't know where it was going to go, but I knew it had to be something great. And I can't wait to see who this Maxine Dupree is going to be for next week. I'm telling you, that's going to be the highlight of my league week going into SummerSlam. All right. Over to you, Mr. Michaels. What are you looking out for? It should uh, you be know, I, I, I'm with you on Maxine Dupree. I, I also, part of me just really wants it to be Max Dupree dressed in drag. No. That's that's what I'm figuring it's going to be. Right? No. That would be fucking no. amazing. That would be great. His sister. <laughs> just like Elias and, exactly. <laughs> and my brothers. <laughs> that would be fucking great. Um, I am looking forward to Double J as the guest referee in the Tag Team Championship <laughs> match. It's in Nashville. It's his fucking hometown. Hell yeah. yeah. And uh, don't piss him off, slap nuts, because he'll guitar someone. And that might be how the Usos lose their championship, is an arid guitar shot, which would... You know, not be a bad way. Get the belt off of Roman. Get the belt off belts off of them, and there you go. A little fresher. Um, looking forward to the reveal of Schism. Who are oh, you yeah. going to be? Very, wow. very interested oh, in that. <laughs> uh, and uh, interested in seeing uh, Pretty Deadly versus Brooks and Jensen. Uh, nice. Uh, it should be a nice little. Uh, I, I love Pretty Deadly as that. Just like they should be the part of Dupree's team. You know, they have that model fucking thing going. So I, yeah. I really do. I do I enjoy. Don't, I don't understand why they're not up there and on that on that team. They have the experience, so yeah, it would it would make sense. But um, and. Uh, Oh, I'm also looking forward to the fact that Cesaro is winning the ROH title. <laughs> yeah. There's that. All righty. Let's get into our final part segment of the show. Best in show. What did we uh, like best this week? Let's see. Yeah.
I hit the right button or the wrong button? <laughs> I, I thought you made a new package. The third, the third one you hit was correct. So right. yeah. <laughs> it just took what three times. <laughs> oh God! All right. Anyway, uh, uh, why, why don't we go with you, Sin City? What was your best in show? Uh, as if it was any doubt, AW Dynamite. However, I will say SmackDown was very, very good this week, uh, and I was thoroughly sports entertained. So, um, shout out to SmackDown, but AEW Dynamite was was awesome. Uh, the Jake Hager Claudio match was a banger. Moxley and and Takeshita had a very solid match as well. Um, we already talked plenty about Wardlow and Orange Cassidy. Uh, also, the three way. Um, not to mention, we did also have super villain Christian Cage come out yet again in his turtleneck with the jacket over top, uh, looking uh, looking dastardly as always, talking shit about another another wrestler's dead father. <laughs> so that's uh, that that's that's what we're doing now with Christian. So uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, very solid show from top to bottom. All right, how about you, Matt Michaels? Uh, it, it wasn't dynamite. I can tell you that much. And it certainly wasn't rampage. So <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, uh, it definitely wasn't dark where they debuted, uh, NXT superstar, uh, Brock Lesnar jr. For no fucking reason on it. Just, yeah. <laughs> NXT SmackDown neck and neck. Great week. Yeah, I and I for me same. I, I would say definitely NXT. I I enjoyed that. Um, I talked about a little bit of Giovanni. Um, we, you, I mentioned earlier about Chase Chase U out there in Europe, which was great. Uh, Mellow and Trick with the, the the nice uh women there in the hot tub made me go, man. I wish I was them. I mean, Sola Sokoa, man, Von Wagner. I mean, it was it was pretty good. And of course, the the main event. Um, am I going to like JD McDonough? Is that his name? No, because you don't like you don't like undersized wrestlers. I why who I never said that. He loves Josh Alexander and fucking Gresham and it's not his but JD sounds like he's good on the mic. Yes. So that's one thing I'm I am beginning to. I just don't know if I'm gonna like his, his wrestling skills, but his cool. in-ring work is great. Okay, yeah, you'll you'll like him. Cool. All right. That is it, folks. Thanks for uh, hanging out. If you're watching us live, thank you. We appreciate it. We're going to be getting off this live stream onto our other live stream. And if you ever, for some reason, not sure how to even be a part of our live streams, you just got to make sure you follow us on either Facebook Live or, on, uh, or I should say our Facebook page, our Twitch page, or our YouTube and the notifications should be set up. Make sure it's set up. Make sure it's, you know, you get notifications and then hop on with us live if you can. And if you can't download the podcast, we appreciate you downloading that and listening to that as well. All right. We got three good topics coming up. If you're watching it, you see what those topics are. We're going to talk a little bit about the, uh, the PG era has ended and WWE now becoming a TV 14 show. Uh, also, Wow, John Moxley, the worst wrestler in the world. What could that be about? And of course, there's some rumor roundup that I guess we will uh, mention. So, with that, we will see you uh, next time. Thanks for hanging out and happy wrestling. Biggest bad boys of podcasting. <laughs>